Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is On The Mark. I rarely get to talk about my favorite sport. I guess it's my podcast. I could choose to do it more often. But it's, it's rare that I get an opportunity to talk it with a man who won the last Grand Slam title as a, a U.S. player, Andy Roddick, of course, in 2003 at the U.S. Open. Joining me today, doing great work with Purina. We'll get to that in, in a moment. Uh, Andy, it's, it's a big day in tennis today, actually, the day we're talking. Maria Sharapova has been suspended for 15 months, and she's back today, and she's going to play in a tournament in, in Germany. Uh, I, I think that maybe we should just start there. And, and your thoughts about Maria being back on the court? Well, I mean, it, it's obvious, uh, it's a bit of a divisive issue, but, um, you know, she, she has served her time. Um, you know, I, I'm uh, of the opinion that I, I know Maria well. Uh, I know how, how smart she is. Um, I don't honestly think that she would have knowingly taken something uh, that would put her, her legacy at risk, that would put her business empire at risk. Um, you know, I, I think, especially with the news around Serena Williams, to, to make it a moral issue whether she should get a wild card or not is a, is, is a little uh, naive. I think, uh, you know, if, if a tournament in Stuttgart can have access to having Maria Sharapova in their event, which is one of the smaller ones on tour, uh, it's, it's a no-brainer. I mean, we're talking about it here in America, about a, a tiny event in, in Stuttgart. Uh, you know, so I, I view that as value-added, so I, I'm, I'm okay with her, with her playing over there now. Well, so you, you saying that makes me think, like, a, a lot of times you'll read about tournaments, they want star players to come, but then they're kind of incentivized to keep the star player in the tournament, so they worry that they're going to get calls that they wouldn't get. But nowadays, I mean, with the Hawkeye, and you can review anything, I, I don't think that's as much of a factor. Yeah, I, I don't think that was actually a working theory. Um, you know, I, I don't know that you can have, uh, you know, with, with the exception of <laughs> of the NBA scandal with what's-his-name uh, uh, a while ago. I, I don't know that it was oh, ever... Tim, uh, Tim Donahue, right? It, it, un- Exactly. I, the 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 tournament director doesn't uh, control individual lines people, um, you know. So I'm I'm not sure that that's a factor. Um, you know, I I just think if the tournament uh, has has the ability to get one of the you know kind of global superstars uh, of uh, of tennis, they would be 
they, they should probably do it. Yeah, no, no, no doubt. You, you mentioned Serena a second with the wild card in Germany. Serena Williams is having a baby, Andy Roddick. Did you see that coming? Well, I mean, it, it, it was all that she, she did get engaged, so that seems like a natural progression. Um, you know, Serena is uh, amazing. Um, I, I, I couldn't be happier for her. Uh, you know, I've, 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 I've seen her with, with, with our young son, Hank, and uh, how maternal she is, is was, 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 was pretty cool to see. Um, you know, a lot of people, when a baby's, you know, spitting or drooling or whatever, they kind of are a little grossed out and she was fully in and, and, and doing the whole thing. So it was, uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited to, to see her, uh, as a mother. I love that, you know, occasionally Serena will just pop up on Twitter or Instagram or wherever, and she's just walking up on courts in some neighborhood and being like, can I hit with you guys for a couple of minutes? I mean, this is someone that just, you know, A, sees an opportunity, I guess, to have some fun. B, then puts it on social media. And C, she, she just loves the game. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm lucky. I have a, a, a kind of a, a bit of a special inside. We, were, we would uh, train at the same place when we were eight, or eight nine, ten years old. Oh, wow. um, so I've kind of seen this in the making for, for, for a long time. Um, you know, and, and her and Venus just worked so hard when they were kids. I mean, they were putting in six, seven-hour days, and they were, you know, uh, obsessed with being the best. But, you know, Serena was always, always the one who was, had a bit more of an edge, but she also, uh, you know, it's not surprising that she's able to kind of do something like that and keep it fun and keep it light. And um, I actually wish during her career that that was a side that was covered a little bit more. You know, she does have this crazy, wild, goofy side that's really fun. Um, you know, but unfortunately we see the, the, the replays of her <laughs> threatening umpires and everything else uh, probably too often, but she certainly does have that side to her. Well, when she did the video, or, well, not a video, the I guess the 30 for 30 with, with Venus, and they show her having tons of fun off the court and just hanging around, mm-hmm. but then they also show her, you know, on the treadmill talking to her coach, screaming at him like, these women are out here yep. to kill me. You, but, you know, yep. I mean, it, I... I respect it. Like, hey, listen, anybody who's at the top level, yourself winning a Grand Slam, and you want to go all the way to the top to Michael Jordan, Serena Williams, whoever, you have to yeah. have that level of comp- you know, competitiveness or else you're not going to stay there. Yeah, and, I, and I'm not the one to that, that, that kind of wise and, you know, and, and, and brings up uh, these type of issues very often. But if you look at the way Michael Jordan was covered, I mean, he broke his teammates' nose in practice. Sure. And the re- the rhetoric around that is he's so competitive they'll rip your face off and it's this whole kind of glorified story around it. Um, you know when Serena is is so intense and she yells and screams and it you know or or is moody in a press conference which she can be extremely moody if things don't go her way. It gets it, it gets covered a little bit differently. You know so uh, you know I'm 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 glad now that. Uh, the softer side is being covered in the, in the documentary you mentioned, and that last year, uh, when she got beat a couple of times, it was it was a more human uh, Serena. And now, um, obviously, with the news this week, I feel like people are 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 really going, oh wait, we mo- we might not ever see her on a tennis court again, and they're kind of celebrating her. Um, and so I've, I've certainly, uh, appreciated that, that transition over the last, uh, you know, two, three years. You well, know, a lot of times with athletes that you like to see lose, you don't necessarily appreciate them till the end. I mean, if you go onto the men's side, I think that's, what's going to happen with Novak. I mean, a lot of people rooted against mm-hmm. Novak because he was taking out Federer or Nadal guys that they, you know, people that people loved 
And then when Novak, I think, finally gets to the, you know, he's got a ways to go here, but he'll become a fan favorite, I think, towards the end, too. I mean, it happens a lot in tennis. And then Serena's a whole different category, woman, African-American, and, and super mm-hmm. boisterous. But you do see that kind of in tennis, too, where, where people are booed, and, and at the end, they love them. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think you see that a lot. I think fandom, uh, one way or the other, whether it's, you know, you're for someone or against someone, over time, at some point, that, that gives way to respect and, 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 and kind of appreciating what, what someone has done. So, uh, you know, it, it certainly is a natural progression, but, uh, you know, you, you just wish it was reported the same way all the time. Yeah, no, no, no doubt. Hey, you, just one more on Serena. You knew her at eight years old. I mean, I, obviously, you were young, too. You can't project, but... If somebody like if somebody came down, hey, uh, hey, little Andy, Serena's going to be the greatest player in the history of the game. Would you have believed it at that age? Yeah, it's it's so hard because people say, do you, I think it's 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 very doable to say this girl's going to be top ten in the world. You know, she's going to be, but you know, Jennifer Capriati was equally as phenomenal at that age, or Martini Hingis was equally phenomenal at that age and and you would have looked at them and said oh my okay they're going to win slams they're going to be number one in the world now how to differentiate between three slams that capriati won five that hingis won and 20 something that that serena's won i don't know how you do that and i don't know that anyone i don't know that you can point at any any kid no matter how phenomenal and say they're going to be the single greatest of all time but uh it was pretty obvious uh that she was going to be a great tennis player What's your advice then to, to parents where, you know, I've been fortunate enough to go to some resorts where kids train there year-round and they're being boarded mm-hmm. and, and the parents are paying a ton of dough. And, and I look out there, there's mm-hmm. five-year-olds and they're ripping forehands. Like, I'm like, would I lose to you? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I better be serving while I might lose to that five-year-old. You, <laughs> you know, you, you never miss. So I, and I, I look at that like those kids are getting a huge edge in life, learning how to handle sure. failure and all of that. But then there's the other side of you don't want to push him too much and, and make him not love the sport. And, I mean, you read Andre's book, and he, he hated the sport, and it took him to have a whole transformation to actually sure. come to appreciate it. Like, what's your advice to a parent? And I've seen John Macro say things like, hey, your kids should play everything until they're whatever, 11, mm-hmm. 12 years old. What, what, what would you tell parents? Uh, I, I think there is, is some, something to what Max says. Um, I, the, one of the corrections I'll always make is when I get when I, you get a parent who are asking you know pretty intense questions about and it normally is in the orbit of how to make it in tennis. Um, one of the first questions is how many hours a day should my kid be playing? Mm-hmm. And I think that's the wrong question. You know, at, at eight or nine years old, my attention span could have been an hour and a half. Then that's how much I should have played, and it should have been a quality hour and a half as opposed to you know, an hour and a half and then, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm out to lunch for, for the next hour, hour and a half. That's just wasted time. That kind of creates animosity towards time spent. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I I also think teaching some sort of life skill, (laughs) whether it's as simple as looking someone in the eye, introducing yourself and, 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 and saying your name when you're meeting someone. Um, I think that is important also. And you, you, you talked about Andre and how it, the entire universe revolved around tennis. I think, you know, having rules maybe where you don't speak about it at, at, at meal, at family meals, or, you know, maybe just little adjustments like that, I, I think could probably, probably go a long way. Well, what was it like for you? I mean, how, how much did you play when you were young, and did you resent the game yourself, or were you always all in? No, I, there's, probably some, there's probably some middle ground, and, and I know that that doesn't play well 
um, you know, when, when people are trying to kind of digest a situation, um, I played a lot and it was, it was, it was almost like a full-time job. Um, I, I certainly appreciated it. I, I always liked it. Part of that could be because I was good at it. Um, you know, but there were times where I had to miss school things and, you know, where I was gone weekends and my friends were riding bikes and playing video games and I was traveling to, you know, the, the middle of Texas and I, I missed out on some stuff. So at that point I was probably, you know, a little bit bitter. Um, looking back, it was good. Um, you know, but I, th- th- there is some middle ground. I always appreciate it, but at, you know, to, to get to a certain level, it is, it is, it is hard and it's, it's not always, uh, you know, the normal life of a, of a, of a 12, 13 year old. What's your advice, Andy? If, if somebody comes up, you say, Hey man, I just get overwhelmed by the moment. I can't focus. I start, mm-hmm. I start thinking about, what's going on in school or my girlfriend or whatever it is. And all of a sudden the ball's coming at me and then I'm flying it out. How did, how did you, I don't know, just be able to, cause you have to be, you know, ultra focused, super dialed in, but people also, mm-hmm. I mean, the mind can be a huge factor here on your success. Uh, I think ritual is very important. Um, and you, you see it in a lot of sports. Um, it, it's a, it's a bit of a control issue. And when you're on the court and you feel like there's, there's not a lot that you can control, I think even just getting into a, a, a ritual that you can perform over and over kind of gets a, it, it, it gives maybe a sense of comfort. Um, you know, the other thing is, you know, when, when, when people say, well, I just, you know, I get there and I, I, I get tight or whatever, I, I would embrace it. I mean, you know, Roger served for a match uh, earlier this year in Dubai, the only loss he's had all year, uh, got broken a lot. Like everyone has those moments where they don't close, even, even someone like Roger. Difference is he does it more often than not. Um, I would also kind of get rid of the the conversation around you know especially in sports and the way it's covered in sports media. Well, the guy's clutch; he just steps up. The the, the statistical truth is that Michael Jordan shot four or five percent less as far as field goal percentage in the playoffs than he did in the regular season. The great ones are able to maintain greatness. If they're great in the regular season, they find a way to be great in the playoffs and, and, and not kind of let the moment overwhelm them. But that's that's maintaining. I don't know that that's, you know, just stepping up and, you know, Russell Westbrook scores 50 in the regular season too. He's just he's just kind of been able to do it, uh, you know, outside of that also. Right. You, you mentioned Roger just now. I mean, mm-hmm. most people thought that Roger Federer – his career if he was he'd be lucky to win one more grand slam well he's already got that this year and he's he's got the best start mm-hmm. in the history of his career uh what is he 34 mm-hmm. 35 years old how do you account for this andy uh it's nonsensical um <laughs> <laughs> I, I uh you know i'm 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 the last person that should ever be surprised by anything roger does on a tennis court um but i think we should give credit to one of the things that's hard as an athlete and i certainly did not do it while well the last year of my career is is kind of taking a step back analyzing the situation and making uh objective uh decisions uh without emotion involved um you know roger gets a little banged up last year and my first thought would be like okay let's get healthy and get back as soon as i can he said listen i'm gonna pump the brakes i'm gonna take a full six months off i'm gonna let myself completely heal there was no panic to kind of get back um and i think we're seeing the reward for that i think the fact that he's not playing any clay court events at least until the french open and that is seemingly up in the air as well i think is a very unemotional calculated decision which i think is serving him well andy roddick doing great work with purina it's the call for incredible campaign it's you're going to highlight all the way dogs are quote-unquote incredible 
and dog owners are, are being called out to share their own stories. You're, you're a big dog guy, right, Andy? What, what, what are you looking for? What's Purina looking for in these stories? Yeah, it's actually the uh, the 20th anniversary of the Incredible Dog Challenge, uh, and that's more uh, along the lines with uh, the amazing athletic abilities uh, right. of these dogs. But uh, the Call for Incredible campaign, is a, it's as simple as sharing a photo, sharing a story, telling us why uh, your dog is incredible, and that's at uh, ProPlan.com uh, slash incredible. Um, something that Purina ProPlan is doing that's really cool is they'll, they'll actually donate a, a pound of dog food up to 20,000 pounds to America's vet dogs in support of military veterans and, uh, and service canines that are doing amazing work, uh, for our country. So, uh, Purina is doing an awesome job and, uh, I'm, I'm happy to be involved with them. ProPlan.com forward slash incredible. Check it out. I, I'm, I'm a huge uh, lover of, of the dog. There's nothing better than coming home and having actually someone want to see you. You, you, you can't beat that. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> they're, they're, they're incredibly, incredibly consistent. I like throwing it around, too. By the way, uh, back on the tennis court, you should know that I'm playing at a high uh, 4-0 level right now, Andy, and I do use uh, the Andy Roddick racket, and uh, I use it proudly. And uh, I, I think I'm at That's actually, uh... Right. That's actually amazing because I'm playing at about a 4-0 level these days too. <laughs> I, I've seen you in, in the in the Q shares, Andy Roddy. You still have the serve. I don't know if you're, you're you're probably not moving quite as well as when you were in your prime, but you could still bomb that thing, right? Yeah, and then the next day I can't brush my teeth because my shoulder hurts so bad. But it's uh, you know it's neither here nor there. I still enjoy it. Uh, are you are you playing in Chicago when you got when the tour comes here? Yeah, 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 I am. I'll, I'll, I'll be involved in, in most of the PowerShares events, so uh, looking forward to it. I think it's, what is it, what is it the 17th, yeah. May, May 17th. Yeah, they're, they're having a, a, a media event before that. There's going to be a little bit of a doubles match as people are coming into the building. So I'll, I'll be the yep. guy with the Roddick racket. And, uh, Perfect. I, I, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it my best here. I'm, I'm putting my, my entire life focus actually is on how I do in that one hour beyond <laughs> the court. I'm, I'm, not even, I'm not even playing around. Uh <laughs> All right, here, two more real quick here. Rafael Nadal, I, yep. I want to get him in here. He wins his 10th Monte Carlo yep. Masters title. I, I've always mm -hmm. just appreciated the rivalry, of course, with, with Rafa and Roger and, and Novak and, and Andy, too, for that matter, Andy Murray. Uh, can he, in your mind, uh, hold up physically to perhaps get himself another Grand Slam a la his counterpart, Roger Federer? I mean, he's been right there. Yeah, I, well, I, I think right now uh, he has to be the favorite. Um, at Roland Garros, and I think I think right now probably the significant favorite. Um, as as great as Novak's been the last five years, he's searching for something right now. Um, I, I think Murray's run to become number one in the world last year. I think he won like the, basically the last two months of the entire year. Uh, it just completely ran the table. That's a lot of mental energy. That's a lot of physical energy. Uh, having a shortened off season, I feel like he's still searching for something also. Um, Roger's obviously not searching for anything, um, but I don't even know if he's going to play any clay court matches going to the French Open, if he plays at all. Uh, Roffer's in the driver's seat right now, uh, as far as clay courts go. Um, you know, I, I think one of the important factors will, will be to make sure he doesn't get it in, into any uh, long matches early on in that tournament. Yeah. So, uh, kind of like you said, to keep his body healthy. But um, I think smart money's on on Rafa right now. That's uh, I'd love to see it happen. And you you touched on a little bit there with Novak. Is it just that he sort of lost the the edge of just driving, 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 trying to get to number one, and he got there and kind of you know just natural human tendency to take a foot off the gas? Well, I don't. I don't even think it was so much number one. Um, I, I think there was so much 
lifelong energy put into winning that French Open title to complete the the career slam. Yeah. Um, and it's just maybe he just took his foot off the brake. I mean, I, I don't know that we can blame someone for enjoying something. Um, <laughs> you know, unfortunately, Wimbledon is two weeks two weeks afterwards. You know, you take a loss there, you take some time, let your body recover, and all of a sudden you take a loss leading into the U.S. Open, and it kind of is just a little bit of a snowball effect. So, um, you know, it's it's instead of kind of harping on what he's not doing, I'm going to say in the toughest generation in tennis history, he dominated for four or five years, which is which is insane. So, you know, hopefully, uh, if, if anything's been proven this year, it's that great players can kind of find it again. So uh, yeah. we'll, we'll stay tuned on Novak. I don't think we've heard the last of him. Yeah, let's do two more here. So the, the fact that players are playing longer, is it just because of their conditioning differently nowadays because i mean you got it's not like they weren't conditioning super hard back in the day but guys are it looks like you can play to you till you're 40 now I, I'm, I'm trying to understand why this is happening yeah i mean it's it's it, it, i mean roger's certainly a, a a bit of an outlier um but i i think uh guys like jim courier i don't think it's enough credit for completely transforming the way that uh, tennis players were built. You know, I, I used to be coached by Jimmy Connors, and he said I never lifted a weight in my life. I would just go out and play more tennis. Um, McEnroe's the same, and so these guys are just building themselves into these amazing athletes. You know, you look at Rafa, you look at Roger, you look at Murray. I mean, Murray's six foot three, two hundred and fifteen pounds, and he moves the way he does. Yeah. Um, you know, people don't realize how big and, and physical these guys are, and so um, I, I do think the fact that they're making enough money to hire an entire uh, team, yeah. whether it's massage, whether it's physical therapy, whether it's you know everything, I think that that can only help. Also, yeah, it, 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 you don't look at Andy Murray like he's fast, but then you realize that dude's six three and he covers the entire court like a complete lunatic. It's 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 amazingly impressive. Yeah, it's, it's impressive. Yeah. Uh, okay, last one. Who who do you who do you think right now, if you had to pick the next American to win a Grand Slam, who would you say? Gosh, I, I, I have my opinion, but I'm not going to do that to whoever it is. Okay. Um, I, 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 will, I will say this. Uh, you know, I think we've played that game too long, and then the spotlight gets on someone before they actually have earned it or deserved it or have shown us enough. Um, I, I will say that there has not been a group of, of, of 10 young Americans better than, than, than the one we have now. And I just really hope they they create a healthy jealousy amongst each other. You know, uh, TFO won last week at a at a challenger in Sarasota. I hope whoever's behind him, whether it's Opelka or Donaldson or any one of these kids, I hope they go. Well, wait a minute, I beat him two weeks ago. What's the deal? Like, I want I want my shot. Um, I hope they can kind of create and push each other. But um, I, I I really do think this is our best group that we've had in the last the last twenty years. Yeah, I mean, my money is on TFO because if you can handle someone having sex across the leg during your match the way he did if you can handle the sound effects that were present during his match last week then you can handle anything right i mean only 19 and he's yelling it can't be that good and uh, you know enjoying the moment and then going out and winning that that's that's <laughs> that's big time right there so anyway. it was uh it was it was worth a watch for sure yeah no doubt hey andy great to talk to you and uh we'll try to catch up with you when you get to chicago because we're here but uh congrats on all your success and the work you're doing with perino it, it was great to talk tennis with you today sure. appreciate it thanks mark thanks andy
The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.